Welcome to the Confessions of an IT Business Owner podcast, where we believe that healthy cash flow is critical for your IT business. Automation is paramount in building trust with your clients by looking professional will help grow your business. I'm your host, Ryan Goodman, and today you'll learn about some profound struggles related to owning and growing an IT business and how Rafi Jumgochin of Triada Networks overcame them. If you're doing a crappy job as an MSP during this transition, they're not going to fire you now. They're probably going to fire you at the other end of this, though. You're going to be at risk. So if we're, as MSPs, probably take stock of, like, who helped you out along the way and who didn't? Here's the podcast with Rafi. Hey, guys. Ryan Goodman here, president of Connect Booster. And today I am with Rafi Jumgochin. Rafi, nice. did I get this there right? You, you did it right. All right, attaboy. You, you, would, you would laugh. I went onto your website because I was worried about messing up your name. Yeah. And I listened to about five times before we got on the call. I, I'm well, going to admit that live. I don't want to hide it. Hey, at least you gave it a shot. At least you gave it a shot. Most of the time, people butcher it on the first t- first try without even looking at the name. <laughs> Kudos. And you are the president and CTO of Triada Networks. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. I I want to make sure we got all those all those uh, checks and checks and cross the t's, dot the i's out of the way. Well, again, thanks. I know you're a busy guy, and I appreciate you spending a little bit of time with me today. Well, what's going on? Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to kick off and get some of the basics out of the way with you. Okay. So, tell us about your business and where people can find you online in general. Sure. Um, so Triada Networks is a uh, small managed service provider. Uh, we focus on the financial services sector, uh, primarily alternative asset managers. Yeah. Think private equity firms and small hedge funds, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, my background is uh, I started out in IT in the mid-90s with a mid-tier investment advisor. Uh, that company was acquired a couple of times, um, was about... 450, 500 billion under management. I ran the IT for uh, New York and then uh, spun out, helped a small company start up and then started Triada shortly after that. So those were the, those were the beatings. What was, what was the inflection point where you said, Hey, I'm, uh, I'm spinning up my own shop here. Yeah. So when, when I spun out to help uh, one of the managers start his own investment firm. It was a small company. The we, I was employee three. We he grew the team to about uh, a dozen employees. Yeah, and it was we kind of knew that it was too small just for me to kind of be a full time employee and be there forever. So we had discussed early on that hey, a few years in, it'll probably be a good idea for me to spin out, start my own thing and bring you on as client number one. Sure. In fact, that happened a lot faster, primarily because of the financial services meltdown in 2008. So when uh, right shortly after Lehman crashed in 2008 and some of the other financial firms started falling apart, a number of people started leaving the larger firms and starting their own shops because they didn't want to be under the same regulatory scrutiny uh, that the bigger firms were, sure. uh, their shock was that they still had the same regulatory <laughs> scrutiny that the bigger firms were. So yeah. they needed some help. And that's kind of where we stepped in. Well, and one of the reasons I, I'm 
was so interested in having you on the podcast is, you know, when we had talked before, you you were born really out of crisis. Like you said, things happened a little bit faster than than you had imagined. And, you know, right now we're in a in a weird situation about 12 years later, you know, with all the COVID stuff. And the, the other part that makes us really relevant is you're really right in the middle of what was or still really is a hotspot USA, you know, in the the, you know, Manhattan, New Jersey area, correct? Yeah, I mean, uh, Armenians have a weird way of finding really bad places to live uh, in the world. Um, you know, whether it's the uh, earthquakes in LA or or, or something lo- something else like that. So, in uh, and it, it actually rolls back to even further back from that. So, as part of when I was running IT for this investment firm, you know, we did we did our typical DR tests and things like that, and uh, and then nine eleven hits. So we go through that process of, you know, what happens to a city like that when it shuts down. Um, So that was, if anything, this is a, this is a, a, you know, bigger version of that and and a more prolonged version of that. Sure. In some ways without kind of the different kind, you know, different tragedy. Yeah. um, Yeah. One human inflicted and one, one naturally inflicted in some cases. Yeah. So, um, so that set us up and then, you know, we went through, the blackouts uh, a few years later in, in, in the Northeast. And, you know, it, it kind of helped us really uh, understand the importance of our being prepared in these kind of situations. And so, you know, 2008, it was one of the first things we set out. It said, look, when we, when we bring clients on, these are the things that are paramount. Yeah. Uh, business continuity and in many in and all aspects of it, not just backup, but full business continuity, securing the environment. These are things that are really important and they're non-negotiable. So if a if a company doesn't want to invest in those, and we kind of made it easy. So hey, you sign up for us, this is the number you get. We're including it. You yeah. know, it's it, you're it's not gonna happen otherwise. And so right. um that's how we that's we kind of started that way you know, back in 2008, I didn't know what the heck managed services were at the time. We just were making it up as we were. You were, you were doing it. Yeah. You were just doing it. So in light of, uh, you know, current circumstances, you know, what's going on with business right now? I can imagine that you, you were happy that you felt like you've been through a similar circumstance to, to a degree at the same time. Um, how have, how have, how have clientele, in businesses uh, uh, responded. I'm assuming you guys had to do the transition, working remote pretty quick, like like a lot of MSPs and MSSPs did during this time. Yeah. So um, in finance, they kind of break into two camps: uh, cloud friendly and not cloud friendly. In many cases, uh, the ones that are more—I don't want to say forward-thinking, but are really more opt to embrace newer things. Uh, did fall into the cloud-friendly camp, private equity firms primarily. And so when we, those clients were really well-suited to flip over, uh, it was kind of really seamless for them. Um, maybe some tweaks with phone systems and things like that, but otherwise it was fairly easy transition. Where we ran into difficulty were the couple that were less cloud-friendly uh, because of their either you know, past 
misconceptions, our inability to kind of focus them on to right. move to uh, uh, a more forward-thinking environment that they tried to, um, that made it a little bit difficult for them to transition. So those are the ones that were a little bit tougher in the beginning. Uh, these are the ones that didn't have laptops or right. didn't want employees to work from home because of security reasons. The the kind of data that they were working on was material non-public or something right. like that, that required a certain amount of uh, due diligence and scrutiny around it. So uh, that was the hardest part. So yeah, after the first, the first, you know, week or so was, was a little rough to, to get those few noisier clients, uh, up and running, but pretty much everyone else was running, uh, at full tilt, um, shortly after. That's awesome. So we've been shut down, uh, for onsites since early March and, you know, haven't really necessarily affected it other than the fact that unable to do certain kind of face-to-face things that we'd like to do. We were very high, you know, finance is a very high touch kind of clientele. I'm sure there are others that are very similar that uh, they want to see you, whether or not they need to see you or not, they still want to see you. And that's, that part's been taken out, but we've, uh, I think we've done a a pretty good job of, uh, of keeping things going otherwise. Have you been supplementing some of that through, you know, meetings like this? Yeah, we've done some uh, Zoom meetings or team meetings or, you know, some clients have their own video conferencing because of whatever. Uh, we've we've done all of those. Most of them have, if they have a, their own all-hands meeting, we'll get involved in those all-hand meetings too, right. just to make sure. We want to be sure that we have a pulse of what's going on with them as well. Um, we push out a lot of Microsoft Teams uh, fairly quickly. Uh, funny enough, we did a lot of that even before this. It was completely by accident, honestly. And uh, it, this just kind of forced the adoption of it in some yeah. ways. Uh, funny enough, we have one client, our largest client, they're about 80 or so employees in two states. And uh, we had just finished rolling out Office 365 with them. And uh, we were doing some in-house training. They wanted to get trained on it. So the first thing I always trained them about was, was Microsoft Teams. I said, look, this is going to be an additional thing with email. There was some confusion. It's like, why do we use this versus email and da, 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 da. And it's like, look, once you start using it, my guess is that people are going to start taking to it. It's just going to be somewhat viral. And then like literally two, three weeks later, this happens. And now they are like, how do we do without it. Yeah. So it's been that, that part of it's been interesting. So yeah, we've been keeping, we've been keeping in touch with uh, all our clients, clients, you know, one of the things that one of our peer groups kind of said originally right away said, look, reach out to all your customers, make sure they're okay. Yeah. Uh, you may want to keep track of the ones that are maybe struggling so that you know where your finances are going to be. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And so, uh, one of the cool things that kind of came of it in one way is that we have a lot of customers that pay by check uh, more than we would like. Sure. And uh, they always kind of pushed and shoved when it came to using other forms of payment, whether it's credit cards. Some of them don't even have company cards. Sure. These private equity firms, they don't have their own company cards. And then there's the others that are like, yeah, we're not giving you access to our banking information that you can pull money out whenever you want to. Uh, that changed a lot when this came over because 
Uh, it's like now like, yep, we're going to pay you right away. We're going to make sure that things you get going, keep going. And, you know, we don't want any, uh, disruption into their service. Not that we were, we're going to do that anyway, but yeah, uh, that, that was kind of a neat outcome of it as well. Agreed. Uh, it's easy. It's, it's important to make it easy to do business in that respect. I mean, you, you know, I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> make it easy. Yeah, to, right. uh, uh, it's hard enough to make the sale and get in the door. It shouldn't be hard exactly. to uh, exactly. bring in the cash out. Exactly. That's why I never made it like a prescriptive thing where you have to pay by this way. Sure. Like, yeah. However you want to pay, you pay us. You know, these are the way we're going to be open to any and all of those things. And mm-hmm. now, um, they're seeing the uh, the benefits of, of, of an electronic payments for sure. Yeah. Hey guys, Ryan Goodman here, president at Connect Booster and your host for this podcast. We want to take a quick break from our episode and thank you for listening. We wouldn't do this if it weren't for you. So thank you for sticking with us on this adventure. We also want to thank Rafi for joining us on today's episode. You can find out more about Rafi and Triada Networks at triadanet.com. Rafi's given us a lot of fantastic information about his struggles and successes with owning an IT business. And there's a lot more coming after this break. If you want to learn more about Triada Networks and their services, give them a call, send an email, throw a carrier pigeon if you have to. They want to help you out. Now, before we get back to the episode, we want to let you know all the ways that you can find us online, starting with connectbooster.com slash podcast. That's where all of our new episodes go up first. So if you want to listen right away, check out connectbooster.com slash podcast and sign up for a podcast email list. Episodes are available on iTunes, Spotify, and Google as well. So subscribe to our channel or find us on your favorite podcast platform, and they'll let you know when new episodes are ready to listen to. If you want to connect with us, or be a guest on our podcast, make sure to email us at podcast at connectbooster.com or send us a message on Facebook or Twitter and we'll point you in the right direction. Lastly, if you like the podcast, tweet about it using the hashtag ITConfessions. Uh, we don't pay to promote the show, right? So sharing this show is the best way to let us know that you like it. Thanks again for listening to Confessions of an IT Business Owner. We'll get back to the podcast and talk to you soon. Now, one thing I found really interesting is, you know, your business model and when you went to market, you know, you had in your stack, I mean, you had you had the service delivery offering. This is what you were, if you're going to work with with me, you are going to have all of these services and, and here's the price. And a lot of that was born and bred out of working through disaster and understanding what, what it would take to recover from a disaster. Right. Through this current situation, are there are there any things that you feel are going to change the way you do business, you know, going forward into 2021 and, and beyond? Yeah, it's that's a great question. And it's a uh, it, that's definitely something that uh, I hadn't really completely thought about from a just kind of conceptual point of view. But as I think of it and, you know, if. If if anything, we don't learn. If we don't learn anything from these things, then you know, shame on us. So, yeah. in this case, I think the ability to so we always looked at continuity as an event uh, in the past. Where okay, now we're in continuity, and this is what it looks like in continuity. 
the problem is that we never know what that what that really is when it actually happens. So, what if we design the business uh, in such a way that it really doesn't matter? Right. So, at the actual real time is your you're in continuity. So, what does that look like? So, if the office is not available, if the um, servers are not available, if the systems are not available, whatever those things are, can we still run on a on a daily basis? So. Uh, that those kind of questions has definitely made me think about when we pitch a new customer going forward or going back with our existing clientele, how would we shift? And where we've seen is, so we have, again, three, I would say three camps. One is clients that are full, say, cloud desktop. Right. I didn't hear from them other than the fact that, hey, forward our phones. That was kind right. of, that was the only thing I heard from them. Um the middle camp where that, hey, we're, they're cloud, they're all cloud. We're just going to pick up our laptops and go home and continue working. Again, very little noise from those things. So obviously that's a model that works in this scenario. Yeah, really well. The ones that are, that are having to struggle to get remote access and things like that, those are the ones that are really difficult. So that, um, so we're really going to be focusing on setting up clients that are, either cloud desktop, if it makes sense, mm-hmm. or uh, complete cloud infrastructure with some sort of zero trust kind of mechanism. Right. Uh, that's, that's our plan go forward uh, for new customers and also hopefully bring our, the rest of our client base up to that way. Well, that's cool. I mean, I, I, a lot of that really, I think, um, ties back to as an entrepreneur, we need to have that mindset because it's not a matter of if we're going to go through troubles and trials as as business owner, it's about having that mindset of, okay, well, how are we going to number one pivot and create opportunity inside of this? And what are we going to do, you know, going forward to, to hedge and improve, you know, based on what we've, we've just experienced. So um, it's, it's cool. And I think it's really good um, just learning and advice in general, you know, for everyone listening to, to hear that. And, you know, if you're not in that mindset, time to start getting in that mindset, you know, because we can't necessarily change these circumstances, but we can certainly change how we're going to react to them and and what we're going to do with that circumstance. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be something that's knee jerk. It could be that you learn that, okay, this is a scenario that we need to consider in the future, but maybe it's not something you you need to change in your, in your stack. If anything, for us, we're, we spent a lot of time in the last couple of weeks, really simplifying our stack. Sure. Really paring it down to the things that are, is this really adding value to us or our customers? It's got to do both, one or the other, at least. Yeah. If it does both, even better. Yeah. Um, and if it doesn't, if it's just uh, because we think that we should have it or it looks cool or whatever, uh, let's figure out a way to get, get out of that if we can. The other kind of aspect that you learn is the relationships that you have. Uh, your business relationships, those are paramount too. And so if you, if there's anyone that is kind of not helping out in some ways that you think should be, uh, those are the ones that you need to think about. So one thing that it's interesting, uh, we're, we're in a number of marketing groups. And one of the things that you hear from, from them is, look, if you're doing a crappy job as an MSP during this transition, they're not going to fire you now. They're probably going to fire you at the other end of this, though. Right. Uh, you're going to be at risk. 
Right. My guess, vendors are the same way. Right. So if we're as a as MSPs, you're gonna probably take stock of like who helped you out along the way. Agreed. And who didn't? And Agreed. and those out. Yeah. No, it, it makes sense, and it really kind of brings all of that to 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 a point as well, right? I mean, um, not as much time to be extremely busy as as you know yeah. maybe those first couple of weeks more more right. to think. Um, shift a little bit of gear on you here. Uh, what what are ways that you've been um, working with your team? You know, through this, I know uh, uh, I know a lot of times that that can be tough in itself. You know, individuals that you know fear and uncertainty. You know breed a lot of tough situations for employers. Have there been uh, any specific ways that you guys have rallied uh, as a crew or your vendor relationships like you'd, you'd tied to, or are you having more of those uh, communications right now? Yeah, we're definitely having more communications with our, uh, you know, account managers with our vendors. Um, Partly, I think they're trying to understand where, where we are and how we're, how we're doing and making sure that we're, we have what we need and, you know, resources associated with that. Uh, obviously there's also a number of vendors that are providing a lot of help and in the industry that, uh, which I commend, um, you know, if you're already using something, it's probably not a good idea to shift gears right now, but there's probably, you know, if you have a gap in your service offering, this is a good time to maybe investigate some of those offerings that are out there. But when it came to our team, um, so we've always been a virtual team. Okay. So this was a kind of a, it was. Little bump in the road. Already, normal. Little bump, yeah. like, hey, what are we doing? You know, we were in the field. Uh, our team was in the field most of the time uh, before that. That's the part that has changed. So sure. definitely some people who are getting a little scratchy and cabin fever, that kind of thing. But for the most part, we can, commu- our communication is continuing. You know, we were using teams for a while and, you know, we had teams rooms that we discussed various things, uh, support issues back and forth. That was our regular cadence. And, sure. you know, we have like kind of a, I, you know, most people have like a standing, whatever, standing 10 minute meeting, daily huddle or whatever yeah. we call it. We had a virtual huddle. Yeah. Um, basically, each person would check in in the morning and say, you know, what's what's good, what's bad, you know, what am I planning for the day? Just very quick, a mm-hmm. uh, couple minutes, and that's how we that's how we start each day, and uh, that continues. So, you know, that again, we we didn't we didn't miss a beat there. What's interesting now is tr- starting to communicate when we get out of the other end of this, which we will. Uh, it's just a matter of in this area, it's probably between two and four weeks out. They're saying, who knows if that'll get pushed out further, but we'll, uh, you know, we're starting to put those plans together now so that we can kind of put our wrap around it and figure out what, what's going to happen. What, uh, this is a tough question. Admittedly, this is going to be a tough question, but um, what is, what has surprised you most over the last month and a half or so through all this? What has surprised me? So I think what has surprised me the most, and it really, I wouldn't say it surprised me. This this industry is amazing. And it's one of those things where even when I first started in 2008, like I said, I I had no clue what a managed service provider was. I I think I showed up in an ASCII meeting that I was invited to 
I shook a few hands. I learned what a PSA was, an RMM tool yeah. was, and, right. and things like that. And uh, uh, I found that the industry was very giving, both on the vendor side and the, and on the other participant side. You're a quote unquote com, um, competition, right? And uh, those are still my you know closest friends now. These these are the people that the past twelve years we've done things. You know, some have come and gone. And there are new ones all the time and you're meeting new people all over the world. And uh, that part of it is continuing, even though everyone is having their own struggles in different areas. You know, obviously we have, we have people who are, um, who focus on restaurants. They're hurting. Uh, Those focus on dental industry. They're, they're hurting. I mean, that, that some of that will come back for sure. Um, you know, we're very fortunate that that part of it hasn't been uh, as bu- as much of an issue. But we've also, uh, you know, we're those same people are the ones that are also say, hey, look, I'm I'm free. My, my dental offices are all closed. If anybody needs help, I'm available to help. Yeah. And so that back and forth has been uh, been priceless. In, in this situation, even when it came to things like procurement, you know, uh, laptops are really tough in the beginning to get right. hold of. Yeah. So I was like, hey, does anybody have anything? You know, that kind of stuff was going on. You yeah. Know, trading, you know, trading information about, hey, I, this, this distributor has uh, a bunch, you know, you may want to check them out, that kind of thing. And so, so that part of it, I wouldn't say it was surprising, but it was, I think it, it affirmed my yeah. my belief in the in this in the system, so to speak. And even as we've seen a lot of consolidation on the vendor side, these bigger and bigger, maybe not as uh, friendly is probably the wrong word, but not as close relationships as maybe the higher ups as we had right. five, six, seven, eight years ago. Uh, they're stepping up too and really helping out, um, especially in the midst of a lot of the you know, weird security stuff going on with MSPs and we're, we're, we have arrows pointing at us, uh, all the time. And so, um, that's, that, those are the things that actually keep me up at night more than anything else. But that's, that's, uh, it's that part of it is affirm my, my belief in, in the, uh, in the industry. Yeah, it's cool. I, I, I often sit back and think how blessed we are, um, to be inside of such a, uh, a collaborative uh, uh, community. It's 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 really neat. What would technically be uh, competition? A lot of times, people are people view it as iron sharpens iron, and and you know, all rising tide you know raises all all ships type of an attitude is absolutely actually run into. absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, all right, another another uh, another tough question. I always say this is where we start getting philosophical. I hope you're ready. Oh Here we go. <laughs> So if you could talk to your younger self, seeing all the things that you've accomplished today, what you've, what you've gone through, what would you tell yourself? You know, would there be wisdom that you'd try to impart to yourself 20 years earlier? Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I was having this conversation with, uh, with my wife. I have it frequently and saying, look, I, we, I wish we started this earlier. Sure. You know, I wish we started this business a lot sooner. I felt like other people had gotten the head start on us, you know, these guys that started in the early 2000s and what have you. And uh, I am now changing my mind on that. Um, 
And I think it's really because the events that we've gone through kind of set us up for where we are today. And there's a reason why, you know, God puts us in an honest path to, to, to take. And this is kind of the, the thing we take. What is, uh, what I think is what probably I didn't appreciate as much in my younger years, uh, is, is the impact of those things and really be mindful about the events that are around you and learn from each thing good or bad. And it doesn't necessarily have to be just you. It could be the people around you or your peers. Uh, Learn as much as you can along the way, because it's going to help you uh, learn more and do more, be ready for that next thing uh, that's coming around the corner. It's great advice. And I love, uh, I love the answer to the question. I love um, being able to ask that, even though it can be a tough, tough question to answer because, um, we don't know who's going to be listening to this, right? And what that may mean and the ability yeah. for them to, to pause and reflect. So I, I appreciate you, you know, really kind of taking inventory of that and, and answering that question. Um, before we sign off, is there anything that you'd like to, you know, what are your, what are your leaving thoughts with, with all the uh, uh, listeners today? Yeah, I mean, I think outside of what we've already talked about, um, really, this is going to, this is a... This is one of these things that happens. Uh, this is obviously the biggest one we've seen in a very long time that affects as many people as broadly as it has. Um, there is the number, the people that know somebody who are affected is increasing. Uh, and that part of it, the human part of it is, is sometimes hard to get around, uh, around, you know, your head around. Right. But ultimately, we are going to come out of the end of this. Uh, this industry is probably better suited than most to recover quickly. Uh, we're going to have to think differently about how we do business in the future. Uh, but ultimately, I think we're in pretty good shape. So, you know, all these prognostications that MSPs are dead or the smaller MSP is dead or the independent entity is dead. Um, I think they're full of it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, looking forward to the, you know, those brighter days. Love that. Rafi, this was a lot of fun. I, again, I appreciate you spending the time today. I know again, you're a busy man and uh, it means a lot to us and it means a lot to our listeners. And um, this was fun. I, I can tell you, I'm excited to see you out on the road again as well. You yeah. know, it'll be good to, it'll be good to get back to normal. So yeah, my skin's getting a little pale, so I need to get out <laughs> Mine there. Mine is always pale. <laughs> All right, man. You take care, brother. Thanks again. And uh, looking forward to the next time we get together. All right. Take care.